We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's. Dana Morang here. A little Jack Ramsey's after dark action. I'm sure we won't get nearly as many people here because it's a loss and everybody's depressed. Oh, my God. Damian Lillard lost his leg. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Everybody. Whew. Take a step back. Take a step back. Take a step back and chill. That's, that's the uh, take a step back and chill song. Uh, I haven't copyrighted that one yet, but we're we're working on it. We're working on it. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everyone, just for one second, take a step back. Blazers lost one game. Damian Lillard has not lost a leg. Still attached. Still mostly healthy. It is not anything insane or crazy or dangerous or anything like that. All right, real quick. Portland Trailblazers lose 119-98 to to the Miami Heat. It is an ugly game. The big news of the night, obviously, Damian Lillard leaving the game. In the third quarter, he had a little twinge, um, and it was nothing really sudden, but his reaction was sudden. That was, I think, where everybody's kind of freaking out. Oh, my God, he jumped up and grabbed his leg. It's everyone kind of freaked out because, oh, my God, it's, it's the franchise. You know, it's Dame. It's going down. It, You know, it, you saw him kind of pop a little bit. and You know, you've seen one Achilles pop or actually two Achilles pops here, uh, Robin Hood and Wesley Matthews. Everyone's a little bit leery. Um, and... It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Like, it's not nothing in the sense of, like, if Dame had to leave the game and wasn't going to come back in, it's <clears throat> it's something, quote-unquote, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And uh, we had to talk to him uh, post-game in the locker room, and honestly, he seemed more irritated than anything else. That's that's the thing. And not irritated in the sense of, like, I can't believe this happened. He was just more irritated, like, all right, like on to the next. But he was getting dressed, walking around like he was entirely fine. Very much a, listen, give me a couple of days. And he said flat out, uh, if this was a playoffs, he would have gone back out there and played. Uh, he did say that he woke up this morning and felt like 
his body in general was tighter, and he noticed some tightness early in the game, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, he didn't want it to seem like an overreaction or an injury that was mismanaged or something that it was prior existing or anything along those lines. This was very much it got tight on me, and I just didn't. It wasn't feeling good, and I didn't want to like put myself in a weird way. So let me go in the back, have it looked at, make sure we're good to go. That's what it was. So this whole idea of panicking or freaking out about it, um, I I wouldn't. the the way The way that Dane was talking in the locker room, I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it one bit. He'll he's he's even tonight he said he's probably not gonna play Friday night against the Rockets. He's you know, he says it's a winnable game. Like, you know, hopefully the guys can go out there and go win the game, da da da. But it, it's it's fortuitous timing for the Blazers that if he's gonna be if he's gonna have a little tightness pop up, that he has four days off besides that. And you go look at the way the schedule plays out. So if he's off tomorrow, Thursday, he's just going to do treatment. Friday, he'll just do treatment. Saturday, probably do treatment. Maybe he'll have an off day in between there. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he has they, they don't have um, any games. They come back, what is it, Wednesday against the Grizzlies? Or is it Sunday, Monday? No, they have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four straight days off. So they're back at it on, on, they're back at it on Wednesday against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, which, you know, Good one to be in shape for, um, but again, I I am not worried about this right now unless Dave is turned into the best actor of all time and he was able to not wince or cringe or pull back or anything like that. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing there. And somebody saying that Casey tweeted out three to four months. Casey did not tweet out three to four months. I was sitting next to him in in the locker room. <laughs> If he if he said three to four days, yes, like there's nothing there's nothing cryptic or weird or strange or anything behind the scenes. Please stop that now, my God. the The idea is is that he's going to miss a day or two. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing here. Uh, as far as the game itself. Kind of starting that game, it's, it's the fifth game in a row the Blazers have not started with great energy. Well, that's not fair. Josh Hart and Yusuf Nurkic started with great energy. They did. Nurk was actually engaged from the onset. Uh, he was he was physical. He was aggressive. Um, I don't know if this game just kind of got out of the way so much that he wasn't able to be involved or if he was part of the kind of, I don't want to say the spiraling, but he went from being, like, good to just not there at all. It was very, very strange. It kind of like he, he was very bad against Denver in the first quarter, and then he he saved it. He was he was really good down the stretch. The second half, he was fantastic. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tonight, he started out really good, like his first like five possessions. I was like, oh, Nurk's, Nurk's really in. And then he just, I don't know, I don't, my, Miami kind of got him out of his rhythm. I mean, they went to too many post-ups, just wasn't there. Josh Hart started with like five points, four rebounds, four assists in the first eight minutes. He was active as hell. Uh, Dame had knocked down a few shots early on, but they were just kind of sluggish. Ant was kind of finding his way. Jeremy was kind of trying to fight his way. Um, and then it kind of hit, Hit the tracks. It was, it was very, it was very weird. Um, you got to give Miami some credit because man, they were ugly to start the game. Ugly, ugly, ugly. It was just clunky, grindy, messy, and maybe that got the Blazers off their rhythm because the the Heat ran a lot of zone. They ran a, a, a they ran what looked like a box and one for a little bit even. Uh, they got into some high press. They got into some high traps. Uh, some three two, a one three one. Like they junked it up big time. And for a long period, it really screwed with the Blazers. Uh, but the thing that ended up being their undoing was the thing that has been there basically every single night so far: live ball turnovers. It is a real issue. I asked Chauncey about it post game. And I said, hey, you know, this is something that has been popped up for five games now. The live ball turnovers. How do you correct this? And basically his his thought process was, like, we just got to really focus on it. It's something I need to, like, lock in on and, and kind of be more. There's the exact quote. It's a focus thing. You've got to fight for every catch and every area on the floor. It's a battle of wills. Sometimes we're getting a little careless, but we'll get better there. He's saying basically, we got to fight for our spots. We got to come to the ball. We got to be forceful with our passes. He knows it's something is is saying he's he knows that that that's it's a problem. What's interesting is is coming into tonight, Dame had I think thirteen bad pass turnovers, and Dame's not a bad passer. He's not Chris Paul. Like, he's not the most pinpoint precise passer or risky passer or guy that leads people open or throws, like, long, you know, full court bounce passes or anything. But Dame's a pretty precise passer. Where he struggles is uh, passing at full speed on the move. That's, he's not, it's not, those aren't, like, he's not bad at it, but it's not his, it's not his strength. Um, But tonight, like, just kind of getting used to guys is, is, definitely going to be a thing, but also it's something that's kind of sitting in the back of my head of like, that's weird. Dame doesn't usually miss those guys. There was one that stuck out to me, a shade and sharp cut back door and Dame was stationary, which stationary Dame one-handed whip pass. Like he normally just, he, he rails those, but he threw it like three feet behind sharp. It would have been a dunk going 
going up for Shaden. And it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, you know, and it, it wasn't necessarily a one-off, but it also wasn't something that I was just like throwing away. But that is a real problem for them. That is a real, real, real problem for them. As far as the people who are like, well, they're not playing any defense tonight. Well, it's hard to play defense when you're turning the ball over and you have live ball turnovers like that. That's the problem. You, know, you look at the fast break points that he did 29. 29. Yeesh. 29 turnovers. Or 29 fast break points. Blazers had 19 turnovers. The Heat had 13 steals. Blazers had 9, which, cool. But the Blazers got beat on the offensive glass. They got outshot. They got outshot from 3. And they gave up a truckload of fast break points. The Blazers only had 14 because they were missing shots or turning the ball over. The Blazers took, what was it? It ended up being 9 less shots, but muddied up by garbage time. I think at one point in time the Heat had 12 or 14 more shot attempts because the the um, turnovers were so skewed. It was it was just it turned into a throwaway game in the third quarter. It was 70 to 79 when Dame went down and after that it was turnover 3, turnover dunk, turnover dunk, turnover 3. I was like, "Well, there we go. We can go ahead and put a bow on this." It was much like the Blazers against the Nuggets the other night. That's Really what it came down to. It's like, all right, go ahead and pack this up. Uh, and you're going to get nights like that in the NBA. I don't think this is a lack of effort, lack of focus. I think that the Heat are a very good defensive team that have a lot of length and a lot of switchability. Um, Kyle Lowry came to life after he looked like the corpse of Kyle Lowry for the first quarter, so I'll take the L on that one. Um, It happens. Everybody gets one, right? Um, but this is the course of NBA. Like everybody's very excited about the four and zero start, and rightfully so. Ex- have fun, explore it, be happy, jovial. Just everything there is perfect. Like that's that's the way to go. So. Yeah, that's fine. But, like, regression of the mean? Yeah. Miami started hitting threes, and they haven't hit threes to start the season. Uh, they played incredibly good defensively. They turned the Blazers over. They played their game. And a game just got out of the out of hands very quickly. Like, it's... It happens. It's 82 games. Not worried about it. The things I'm worried about, and then necessarily wins-loss. Like, this is why I said during the 4-0 start is I wasn't changing my win totals. The 4-0 start could have easily been 2-2, two and two, and we talked about this the other night. And I wasn't going to poo-poo it because it's fun to win, but at the same time I was saying, listen, live ball turnovers, big-time problem. Consistency of effort in starts, that is a big-time problem. Shot-making has been a problem. They've gotten a little bit stagnant. Uh, I'm interested to see how much they work on their... Um, how much they work on their zone offense because ugh, uh, they were very, very stagnant. Uh, and the Heat present a lot of problems when they go into a zone. Kyle Lowry up top when he's moving a little bit better definitely makes sense. Um, but you look behind him, it's Caleb Martin, it's uh, uh, Bam Adebayo, it's Jimmy Butler, it's um, drawing a blank, um, the guy who looks like he plays uh, had a, a stock market career uh, that they signed as an undrafted. Struess, my God, Max Struess. <laughs> Struess is, is is another solid contributor. I mean, he had 16 off the bench tonight. I mean, he's he just find these guys. It's so damned irritating. 
guys like Caleb Martin and, and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, these undrafted dudes who end up being dudes. It's so, so, so. Frustrating. That's what it comes down to is the Heat are very good at that. Um, but as far as things, you know, going forward and just in talking to folks around the team uh, tonight and, and really last game too, like, well, you know, what are you worried about? What do you think's real? What do you think's not? The, the They all believe that, you know, everybody's locked in on, on offense, that they'll eventually figure that out. Like Damon Ant figuring that out is going to be a thing. But Chauncey said something really interesting about Ant offensively before the game. It's not just the answer getting into a new role. He's gonna get in. He's getting into a new role, and he's playing alongside and with a guy he looks up to like his big brother. And it's different from the sense of like Yusuf Nurkic, who also looks at Dame as a big brother, because he's kind of he's been here for a long time, and they're closer in age. It's more like he's he's my big brother, but he's more like my brother. Where Aunt to Dame is like that's my big brother. You know, there's what, you know, nine years of difference between the two of them. And that's where it kind of ends up, right? Is that I don't, I don't think that Ant is truly right where he thinks he's on that level yet. And Chauncey basically hinted as much. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a problem, but I think that's something just kind of to watch is to see where, he makes his makes his gains and makes his um, makes his kind of jumps up. And one of the things is is handling the ball. I talked to him tonight in the post game. Uh, I asked him like, "Hey, you know, one of the things that was uh, apparent last year when you became the primary ball handler in that that stretch of games was that you you tightened your handle enough to where you felt more comfortable. But there were some teams like the Suns who you know threw traps at you and, and made it very uncomfortable for you and uh, how do you get back to having that level of confidence? And for him, it was a, the idea of it is that he needs to get more in the rhythm of doing it and trust that he knows what he's doing and trust his handle. Uh, and in practice, they just need to rep it. The specifically the, the, the traps and the presses. So I would imagine he goes to Chauncey and says, Hey, let's, let's work on this. That's something man is, I don't think he's going to shy away from it. I bet you after they watch the tape tonight, both Dame and Ant will both tell you that they're both poor in their ball, in their ball control. I think it's a, vi- it's a viable thing to for them to go work at. Go have Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, GP2, when he gets ramped up, just running at them. That's good practice. So... um. But beyond, I don't have much to say on this game other than that. Like I think I don't think it's a, a throwaway, but I think that there's things in here that you could see coming, particularly the the turnovers, um, particularly how Miami's defense can be really disruptive, uh, and kind of where Portland still sits in the in the pecking order. They give up 119 points tonight, but I mean, again, I think a big chunk of that is in transition and fast break. If I have worries about this team right now, it is turning the ball over and their transition defense. Those are the two things that I worry about right now and going forward. It's it's a situation where not panicking, not freaking out, and like, oh, they need to tighten this up. It's a it's a this is burning in the back of my head. Let's go ahead and keep an eye on this and make sure this looks like it does going forward. Like I I wouldn't 
I wouldn't worry about it one bit though, as far as like the immediacy and how important it is. Uh, one of the things beyond that, um, again, just talking to people around the team was the idea of kind of where they are defensively. That was the big, biggest question was how, how much of this top 10 defense is for real. And I, I got a lot of, I don't know if we're top 10. I, I don't think if our, I don't, I don't know if we necessarily match the style we want to play totally yet, or if we have everybody on board, um, GP not being healthy is a big, uh, you know, not necessarily red flag, but a, a hindrance to what they want to do. I mean, he's probably their best perimeter defender. I'm probably, he's their best perimeter defender. So having him go out there um, definitely changes things up. But it's going to be very interesting to see how they react on the road. So they've got Houston and then Memphis, and I think after that they go on the road and they have that six-game road trip that's double games in Phoenix. So it's six games in eight days. But the back-to-back in Phoenix doesn't have the travel. So that does make it a little less. Um, but the good news is, is like they get four days off than Memphis before they go on the road. So they get some time to kind of recover their bodies from every other game, you know, or every other day for this week, um, which is kind of a weird ramp-up. The, the Bucks had only played two games until tonight. The Blazers just played their fifth. Like that seems a little weird, uh, so they're they're gonna get some reprieve here before they go on the road. But then they are just gonna, it's uh, from the second no f- second to the tenth or twelfth or fourth to the eighth or fourth to the twelfth. I can't remember. I'm, I have so many dates swimming in my head at this point. Um, but they play a lot of games in a short amount of days, <laughs> so um, they're gonna get some brace rest and kind of figure some things out. On a positive note, on a positive note, because on on a night like tonight, it's kind of like, ooh, they kind of lost, and they didn't look great. Uh, Shaden Sharp played 21 minutes, and he grabbed eight rebounds. I'm not a like a big box score guy of like, especially as it pertains to the rookies. Like, just put them out there, see what happens, see how they look. Um, he had three offensive rebounds, and he he won a lot of contested rebounds. He really showed his athleticism. He really made a, a mark a couple different times with some shots that he took, some step back like fadeaway threes. Uh, generating free throws, you're starting to see stuff come up for him. I don't, I don't know. Like one one thing about Ant that I I knew right away is his shot platform was going to be something that was going to be something to build on. I feel the same way about Shaden, and it's in a different way because his he's got more of a slashing shot profile, but he also has the ability to create shots. I don't think he can create shots off the bounce as quickly and explosively as a guy like Ant or Dame does. But I think he's just behind them. But his ability to cut and with timing and with force and his ability in transition is supreme. It's it's borderline elite. And I'm very interested to see if that kind of stuff ever feeds into any kind of playmaking because if there's one part of his offensive game that I'm just like, hmm, I don't know if there's anything there or not, is his playmaking. But defensively, getting in passing lanes, shot blocking, uh, competing for rebounds. Like, we're seeing those things. I've had a couple of people, again, tell me, like, you should see him in practice. You, his, his defensive stuff, his steals, and particularly his shot blocking. Like, um, speaking of the Heat, Dwayne Wade was one of the best shot blocking guards of all time. Like, that's the kind of thing that, like, pops. Like, they, like he has that kind of, like, natural ability and timing with that kind of stuff. And honestly, physically, they're kind of the same body. 
Now, everybody kind of thinks of like prime Dwayne Wade when when he was with LeBron James. Remember, D Wade was was a little bit real, not real thin, but um, wiry strong when he came in the league. A little bit smaller, and I started thinking about. It, I'm like, yeah, Shaden's probably about that size. So it's uh, it's it's an in- interesting spot for him to be in. Just like stuff that I'm watching. Um, again, I don't think he's going to be Dwayne Wade or Kobe or anything like that. There's just some stuff there that I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, people are asking about if I think Sharp will, will start at that spot. I tell you what, it take the sting out of it. It take the sting. Like if you if you're talking about like, oh no, Dame's not going to play, and also, hey, you know, it'd be really fun starting Shaden Sharp in a game against the Rockets where like their entire roster has been in the league for three years or less and it's going to get up and down. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Want every minute of that. <laughs> Give Shaden Sharp 28 minutes against the Rockets. Please do. <laughs> I am 100% in on that. Let Nas step in behind uh, Sharp with that second unit and let him go like a freaking bulldog. Love it. Love it. That's That's how I'd like to do this. I mean, if you really wanted to get weird, you start... Uh, Ant, Sharp, uh, Josh, Jeremy, uh, and Nurk. But I would take Josh out first in Ames, or Ames, in Ant's spot uh, and let Ant hold the the, uh, the day minutes, play the whole first quarter, and bring Josh in to kind of run the second unit. So that's where I would go. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of get an idea for what Chauncey does. This is the first, like, real injury management stuff that's not, like, shit crazy <laughs> you know like cj's collapsed long and dame having an abdomen issue issue that basically limited his ability to walk um it'll be interesting to kind of see which way chauncey goes with that so uh i don't know if they're practicing tomorrow and if they are i won't be there because i'll be on air um but we may get something out of that if they intend to start shading whether it's public or private um we'll, we'll kind of take a look where that goes um, but other than that, that's kind of where we're sitting now. Dame out for at least Friday. I would expect him back to for the game against Memphis after basically a week off. I, I ultimately, again, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He kind of, I don't want to say rolled his eyes, but just kind of like it's not that big a deal. the The vibe off him was it's it's all good. So, um, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I I trust him. He knows his body. I know everybody's like, oh, he plays through a lot. He, it, again. I don't, he said he was able to do single leg, leg calf raises. Like, so it's the strength was there. It was just a little tight. You get a little bit of treatment, it'll be fine. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Uh, we're back to, yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. So I am, uh, I'm actually going on a date night with a wife. So probably won't do the mailbag show. Then uh, we'll probably come back Friday night with a post game show, uh, live Jack Ramsey's. And then we'll look at either Saturday or Sunday bringing a guest on. Um, for um, just kind of review of the first what six games. The good news is we have some off time, so um, unless there's a, a practice or something like that, uh, we'll probably go one of those days. Uh, Brandon and I will see if we can bring somebody else on. Uh, we are gonna have Corey Jez come on, uh, the analytics guy for the Trailblazers. So just kind of so folks can kind of get understanding of who he is, what what he's doing, and what they're trying to do because they had kind of a. Uh, a poor start with some technical issues that that made uh, made Corey's life hell uh, on their very first show, and they're kind of working through some stuff. But um, I'm I'm very interested to see uh, 
for you guys to see just kind of like what what the stuff is that they're, that they're trying to do. So we'll wrap it up there. It's quick, short, easy. Um, thank you all for being here. Appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. You can get us uh, wherever you get podcasts. And if you're watching here live or on the replay, please subscribe. Thank you so much, everybody. We blew past 4,000 subs. We're on like a 4,200 right now. We, our downloads are up through the roof on the podcast. So thank you. Thank you all so, so, so very much. YouTube keeps on the steady climb. The podcast is skyrocketing. Um, we we got inside the top 20 this week after being top 25. So, uh, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I could not be more grateful. Um, so, I appreciate that. Uh, other than that, um, you can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Jack Ramsey's, at Brandon Sprague. Email the show, jackramsey's at gmail dot com uh until this weekend go out relax have some fun enjoy the game friday if do you if i if i get home and it's not a bajillion hours late that's friday night i'll probably go anyways what am i saying <laughs> so we'll i'll see you friday night brandon and i'll be back either saturday or sunday depends on what works best for both of us and then we will go from there otherwise you guys uh take care and we'll talk soon bye Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.